1: Hey, everybody, what's going on? I'm Rob Sestrino back with you to talk about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, week number two, and a lot to talk about as so many of our couples are meeting up for the first time, but it is not the first time I'm meeting up with Mr. 90 Day Fiance. It's Puya Zanfikili. Puya, how are you? I'm doing very well, Rob,
2: better than a lot of these people to be honest. That's not saying much, but my, me myself and I, I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here.
1: Yes, happy to talk about uh some meetings of uh these couples that have been just uh talking on the FaceTime and now uh so many of them are all everybody's headed to the airport.
2: Yeah, this was a big like amazing race type uh week where we saw a lot of airport scenes yeah, the first team flights. to arrive we did get that. We did get a confirmed first place
1: uh, mm-hmm. out the gate here, and then a couple that are
2: still straggling
1: along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gino and Jasmine are in first place.
2: Makes sense. They are definitely the stars of the show, I would say, at this point, mm-hmm. two episodes in.
1: Yeah, so far so good. And we have uh, maybe uh, one, one partner, MIA, uh, for the future. But we will talk about it all here on uh, 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Day. Hope you've been in enjoying the coverage of the brand new season. Pooey, I thought we had a lot of fun last week. We
2: definitely did. I mean,
1: that's the thing with this cast, too. Right out the gate, I enjoyed
2: them a lot. The first impression has been great. And if this episode's any indicator, it's going to continue being good. So it's been fun. Week one was good. Let's see how week two goes.
1: I have a feeling it's going to be more of the same. Okay, make sure you don't miss any of our 90-Day Fiance coverage. Uh, we're here in the Rob is a Podcast main feed for now for this season, but in the future, you want to make sure you're subscribed. Rob has a website.com slash 90-Day feeds. So you don't miss anything that Puya is doing in the 90-Day uh, Fiance universe. And Puya, are the rumors true that once again, you will have coverage of 90-Day The Single Life at the end of this episode?
2: Absolutely. They put out another episode. I've watched it. I'm going to talk about it, mm-hmm. and it's going to be... Rob, it's going to be great for the listeners. As a viewer, it's been rough. It's been. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, but do you get into that? Uh, so there was a lot of news stories this week about the woman from 90 Day Fiance, the single life who uh, en- ends up having uh, f- uh, capturing her flatulence in a jar. And then selling That's right. them to people.
2: Yes, I have tipped off the listeners to this. I've not mm-hmm. dove in too deep on like the, the quarterly figures, but mm-hmm. I've definitely let them know that this is definitely a thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Stephanie's out here uh, making bank and uh, doing it while, you know, eating food and then uh, discreetly using the scents for jars. It's side hustle. Listen, yeah, a big side hustle. You know, I'm myself a more of a candle guy. But hey, whatever makes the smell.
1: Mm-hmm. Whatever, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So uh, check that out at the end of this podcast coverage of ninety the single life. But I guess uh, this week we should pick things up with uh, Gino and Jasmine. And I think TLC, they know what's up because we kicked off week two with Gino and Jasmine.
2: It was the right call and we're making the right call talking about them first, too. It's just you can't take your eyes off of these two because this is not a situation they're both on another level of odd mm-hmm. and their exchanges are odd and it's just going to be well. We got a little taste of what they're going to be like in person together, Rob. And that just made me want to get episode three. Now I'm very excited yeah. to watch Gino and Jasmine.
1: Yeah. I have no idea where uh, this story is headed. And I feel like that with some of our other couples, like I think I have a pretty good idea, like where, things are headed but this one to me um could go spin out in um 12 different ways
2: it really could i feel like i don't necessarily know i don't think they're a good match for each other first off but i think they like each other very much i think they're gonna fight for each other and i think there's gonna be a lot of speed bumps on the road ahead which will be fun for us but Similarly to you, I couldn't definitively tell you. I can see the last chapter Mm -hmm. of them. I have no
1: idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. So last week, we spent a lot more time with Gino. And uh, this week, we sort of like uh, flipped the script because then we end up uh, picking things up with Jasmine as uh, Gino is on his way to Panama to go and visit with Jasmine. And so uh, we get sort of a little bit more of uh, Jasmine's uh, backstory. Uh, We hear about her kids. She has a son who has a condition. Are we clear about what what, uh, condition her son has? Um, I don't know definitively what that condition is. All we
2: know is that uh, this COVID time has been tough for her son. Yeah. And so she's
1: agreed with her mom to let... Big same, Jasmine. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you and your son's not doing great with the COVID. (laughs) I was just talking about me personally, but yeah, probably... Yeah. uh, You know, they've... (laughs) You know, I think they've been fine. Uh, It's been uh, more me. But anyway, so we find out Jasmine, she is tired of dumbass men. Okay, that's why she found Gino. Yeah, uh, I don't know.
2: Someone needs to tell Jasmine she's really rounding up her dumbass men alliance here because Gino might be more of the same. I don't know, (laughs) Jasmine. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was uh, a woman who is clearly in the market for not a dumbass, I'm not sure Gino would have been my pick. No, Gino goes undrafted in that draft. Like, you, hmm. no round
2: seven, no round eight. He will not a undrafted. dumbass draft. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's fascinating that that this is the one. It was interesting though, Rob, because we learned that she thinks Gino's very smart because obviously he is an engineer, this mm-hmm. we know. But she also says that he doesn't, we were very different. His diet's not great. No, nope. he, he. She's never seen him without his stupid hat, which I thought, I didn't realize that he's never shown her the
1: top of his head. Ever. That's right. That's right. Yeah, she never saw him without the stupid hat.
2: That's wild. Mm-hmm. Because we did get some responses, Rob. Some people did reach out to be like, you're more naked with socks on. Or with hat on. Okay, well, this is
1: perfect because later on in the episode, she tells him that he will be naked and, and not wearing the hat later. So that I feel like that Jasmine is uh, on on my... Uh, or I, I guess that no. So you felt like that you are... Uh, more naked with socks on. More naked with socks on. So man, that might be okay with Jasmine.
2: I, I think she'd take that. I think she'd take that because ultimately... I'm telling you feet more often than not, not getting that much attention uh, yeah. when it comes to these things. So it's all about that head. I guess so. <laughs> that's what it's <that's laughs> right here.
1: That's what the word is. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's uh, Gino and, and Jasmine. Um, something else we learned about Gino and Jasmine. We saw a little bit of this uh, last week, but uh, they have something special and unique about their relationship. They, uh, do the uh, two-way baby talk.
0: Yeah,
2: so they, they've they definitely dove into Mike Bloom's chest of baby talk and, and they've really co-opted it for their own because it's literally a act they do where she talks baby talk to him and then he talks baby talk back and they find it endearing. endearing. They like it.
1: Yeah, so we uh, see... Jasmine, receive a message from uh, Gino. Here's here's Gino's message for for Jasmine.
0: Who's my little
1: baby? <laughs> Who's my little baby? This is Gino talking. Okay, this is yeah. not <laughs> this is not Jasmine leaving a message for Gino. This is a 51 year old man who talks yeah. who talks like this.
0: Who's my little baby? <laughs> Who's my little baby?
1: Who's my pretty bonita? Me, Latina, <laughs> hi, Latina. <laughs> who's my little baby? Who's my his girlfriend. Who's my baby? <laughs> who's my little baby? <laughs> and then would he you? wants it back. He wants to yeah. say to him. He's the, he's a little baby. He would like it to be reciprocated, Rob. That that's the I way don't want to be a little baby.
2: No, I was gonna say, if your co-host greeted you like that, would you would you reciprocate or would you be out <laughs> of, on
1: of it? my many co-hosts, I'm trying to think of who I would who I would want to have call me the little baby. None, uh, none, and I, I, may, I don't know, maybe Akiva. I don't know. Um, <laughs> He'd be your little baby. I think. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be a little baby, and and I, I don't want to call anybody a little baby.
2: I feel like I'm on the same page with you. This makes, and I co-host the podcast with my wife and I'm, I'm okay with not yeah. doing this. I'm very okay with it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, no, p- p- hard pass. Who's
2: my little baby. <laughs> <laughs> Who's my little baby? Isn't it weird? Cause let's fast forward, right? Yes. They, they
1: get married. They tie the knot. They, they have their own little baby. Oh, Isn't I, I think you're saying to that at the wedding are the vows in the baby talk voice. I honestly who who takes this man to be their lovely (laughs) wedded wife
2: (laughs) they get the they get the the master of ceremony to do it as well everyone's just baby talking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my god it's just it's one of them things where I'm I don't want to talk to my baby the way I would talk to my you know partner I I just feel like that's not that's strange for me Mm -hmm. so it is strange that this is this is the direction it's taking because I just can't picture them. Then they can't do baby talk with their baby. They have to like do rugged like deep voice with, deep the, baby. Voice like, with the baby. Really yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Did you eat your vegetables like that? That's mm-hmm. probably what they're going to have to use for the baby.
1: Yeah. Well we know that Gino is not going to be too worried about uh, the kids eating the vegetables. Uh, maybe Jasmine. Jasmine will be.
2: Yeah. Gino will be like did you eat your Salisbury steak yet? <laughs> <laughs> or down the chocolate milk now.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, Jasmine, she is a adventurous person. She likes to try new things and she likes to try uh, new things sexually. Also, Uh, she might have some things planned for Gino.
2: Yes, she mentions that she hopes Gino is sexual because she would like to explore and do stuff and then listed a thing that she would want to do to him that she would hope he would be okay with it. And she also mentions that she's not used to, I don't have the w- exact skinny, word. Skinny, I thought. Yeah. So she's it was a skinny, delicate, something of that sort. She's not used to that type of man. And she's hoping that uh, she can, Gino can handle what she throws at him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she uh, mentioned that she wanted to spank Gino. That is the one. Yes. 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 Were you trying to <laughs> refrain from
2: uh, using the S word? I didn't know. I didn't know where we were, but then we've also used dumbass
1: already. Yeah. And we've also baby I mean, talked. I, so I, like I, I, I don't think that's uh spank is bad. I don't think so. Yeah. Could be worse. Who's my little baby? Who's my little baby? Okay. Now, so is does, is he spanking coming with the baby voice of like uh, who's a bad baby? <laughs> I I hope not. That's yeah. straight out of Mike Bloom's nightmare, oh, I'll tell no. you that. <laughs>
2: OK, no, no, no. All
1: right. So uh, Jasmine, she has a woman named Grizel who comes in. Uh is going to help decorate uh, the room. And uh, they I mean, they, they put some flowers out. They put some flowers out. They spelled
2: the, the letters of their names. G and J. Exactly. So they did that. Um, we find out Grizel's one of her friends. Right. The big thing we find out in this scene, Rob, is that um, we find out that Gino has lied jasmine before
1: yeah so uh gino told jasmine that he was a bit younger than he actually is and you know for jasmine uh that's just like that this is obvious that this was gonna happen because i think it you know helps uh really cement her worldview that all men lie and all men cheat
2: Yes, yes, it was that. That's the nail in the coffin. The confirmation for like, nope, this is the thing that they do because he was well, he shaved off eight years off his off his age to her. Said he was forty four when he's actually fifty two. Mm-hmm. So not good, not a good start for Gino. Yeah. Um, and and like that kind of gives us more confirmation that okay, we can see why she's specifically getting receipts beyond her past experiences now with Gino too.
1: To the point where she tells us that Gino is not even allowed to be nice to another woman. No,
2: like that is there could be ulterior motive there. It's mm-hmm. a big no no. Mm-hmm. We learned last week he can't even ask the name of the the person he's buying food from. Yes, that's, that's a no no.
1: Yeah, so no, no way, Gino. Uh, that uh, he is not allowed to speak to any of the women. Uh, Jasmine has some uh, real jealousy issues. Uh, the irony is that. No women are trying to get with Gino. We don't even understand why Jasmine is trying to get with Gino.
2: Gino would be undrafted. Yes, yes. exactly. It, it's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. The amount of, of um, worry she might be having with him. I, have, I think she has no reason to worry. Rob, the baby talk works for her, though. So it works. That's like if, if, if she's into this baby talk, then the, who knows? Because yeah. Griselle, her friend, even was like, well, you don't trust them. Mm-hmm. You just don't. So yep. Why are you in
1: this? So, yeah, it really blows your mind why Jasmine is so worried about this. Uh, Gino will tell us later on the episode it has been uh, many years since he has known the touch of a woman. So it is not like that he is out there doing baby talk with a lot of other women. No, he's
2: just, you know, he's ordered his pills. Mm-hmm. He's he's ready for this experience. Um, and based on some of the gifts he brings, you can confirm that he has not known the touch of a woman in many movies. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: Okay, so uh, Gino touches down in Panama, and uh, Jasmine and Gino finally meet in person.
2: They meet, Rob. They have a very warm embrace. They hug each other. They have the baby and talk, then, yeah. Gino says give me the baby talk give
1: me the baby talk give it give it to me I want it live Mm -hmm. let's do it Mm -hmm.
2: and he gets it okay she gets it and he gets it and then they kiss and then they kissed with their like masks on so they like Mm -hmm. mask touched which you know I've never done Uh, I don't know if that does anything for me but you know
1: yeah um, boy Um, I might have to try it one day We got to see what's the Mm -hmm. hype. Is it hype? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So then Gino and Jasmine are going to head back to the hotel. And Gino is very impressed uh, with this place. He says uh, when he uh, gets to the room, holy Toledo. (laughs)
2: how it's been a minute since i've heard anyone use that phrase Mm -hmm. the holy toledo of it all Mm -hmm. um he he did a thing that i don't like he he got on the bed with shoes on yeah i I, I don't love that
1: yes uh we went to test out the bed i I thought that jasmine a little bit might have pushed him onto the bed i don't know if he was necessarily uh ready to go onto the bed
2: this is true. She did give him a little nudge over to the yes.
1: bed. Yes. Now, this was one of the odd things that uh, upon getting to the room, Jasmine says, "Let me check your teeth," and then like like this is like uh, the like dog show uh, that the, whatever it is what what is it called like the Westminster. Uh, yes, yes. The, the Thanksgiving one. Yeah, and like there, she's like, let me check your teeth, and she like is like pulling up his gums and like giving him a, a dental examination. Is she a dental hygienist? I mean, I might explain some other things later. I mean, I don't.
2: Hmm, no, there's no way. Especially with the next thing later, that'd be extra offensive. Um, so I don't think so. But then she calls him her little shark, and then Rob, I was scarred. Because all I could think of was they probably are going to listen to Baby Shark later when mm-hmm. they're doing stuff. And well, that's just scarring.
1: Are they going to say it in, in the baby talk voice?
2: Probably. I mean, more baby than Baby Shark? I feel like that'd be very too big. Who's,
1: who's Baby Shark? Who's, who's my baby, baby? baby Shark? Shark, Shark. Shark, Shark, Shark. Me. Latina. Hi, Latina. Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, when she gets Gino on the bed, she talks about the hat. She said, the hat is coming off tonight.
2: Yeah. He was like, Not yet. She was like, Well, it's coming off tonight. So you better mentally prepare for it. Okay. Um, which, you know, gives us an indication as to where the evening's going to go. Mm-hmm. But I would argue, Rob, based on what we see following this, maybe those evening plans were dashed. Was it self sabotage from Gino? We'll know in just a okay, second. Well,
1: Gino comes bearing gifts for Jasmine. And so he uh, brings her a present. He said, I have something for you. I'm like, oh my God, what? what is this? Uh, an electric toothbrush.
2: Yep. Not gift wrap, just with a bow on it, mm-hmm. out the box. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Electric toothbrush. I thought it was a toy initially. It took mm-hmm. me a second to be like, oh, it's an electric toothbrush. And... She did not love it, but I will give Jasmine credit where credit's due. She did not let him know that she doesn't love it. She kind of firmed
1: it and then later gave us the eye roll. Gino tells us that the gift is meaningful because the toothbrush spins at a very high rate and a manual toothbrush just does not hit all the places that this electric toothbrush does
2: Gino when it comes to manual toothbrush you are the spinner Mm -hmm. so it depends on how much your your model is working like you use your hands so it it was fascinating because he really thought this was like the and he said also I don't know if they have these in Panama I don't think an electric toothbrush runs what more than 20 bucks
1: you- well, it, depends, it depends what you get. Well, yeah, I mean, you can like, uh, so there's like things like the quip, like things that have like a battery, yes. like in the handle. But I mean, in fairness to Gino, this seemed like this was like sort of a high end, like a oral B of like the thing that like has like a plug that you have like on the, 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 the problem with that is then you always have to have a place on your sink for it.
2: Yes, you definitely need some bathroom real estate for this, especially yeah. if your sink is not big enough. Well, yeah, I've it's done just it sink all. No I've
1: done it all with, uh, an, ele- with an electric toothbrush. And, uh, you know, I, I find like I don't know, like you do it. And then I feel like now it's like I get like uh, all this toothpaste, like frothing up everywhere. And now I'm like the rabid dog and I don't know what to do. Full and the thing the is, like, like, do I got, I got to turn the toothbrush off? So then I spit some of this stuff out because I don't want to take out the toothbrush while the the the, the things are spinning uh, like so at uh, such a high rate because then toothpaste is going to start going everywhere. But then you turn it off and it's like up oh, the timer, you, like it has a timer on it, so you're supposed to be going for the two minutes. And it's because I you uh, you didn't hit the two minutes. <laughs> it's like an endurance. I find very for messy. Yeah, well that's the thing.
2: If if I have to spend two minutes to brush and then like three minutes to clean, that is three mm-hmm. minutes I've spent. Wasting my time, so mm-hmm. I and I mean I've I've also had an electric toothbrush. Maybe I didn't use it correctly, but Rob, here's the, the kindness of of Gino's heart. He did bring her extra heads to use on the electric mm-hmm. toothbrush. Yeah, more,
1: more, yeah, 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 and and she just said, uh, "Thank you, baby." Mm-hmm. It's very thoughtful of you. Yes, but that wasn't all that Gino mm-hmm. had for Jasmine. He has another present. For Jasmine, ooh, I got these. What is that? Pregnancy test. Pregnancy test. Pregnancy test. That's uh, that. Uh, wow. Here you go. <laughs> there you go. So yeah,
2: his big plan. So what, what they, what, what basically what we were to understand from this is that Gino and and Jasmine have talked about having a baby, like. ASAP, like sooner than one would imagine. And his big thing that he said was these are for like right when I, before I leave or oh, after yeah, here, I leave. You here, use, this is what he so said.
1: We agree. We're both ready for it. So you can check yourself at the end of my trip. Gino, you need to check yourself. <laughs> now, <laughs> present day. <laughs> yeah, relax. Yeah, because you just wrecked yourself.
2: Yeah, you might not even get to do the baby making process with this attitude, like with this
1: behavior. I mean, this it, is not look, great. it's one thing if Gino brought the pregnancy test is like, look, uh, this this weekend might get crazy. Justin, just want to make sure that like uh, after this is over, that we don't we don't have anything to worry about. Well, I'm just being like very responsible here. Uh, but no, that's like, hey, I want to make sure we accomplish the mission I understand the assignment. Yeah.
2: Gino, slow your <laughs> roll. Like you haven't even unpacked like literally you're in the process of unpacking. Like you've gotten no you're already talking about the end of the trip. Let's see how the trip goes first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Jasmine tells us, uh, well, actually, uh <laughs> she's taking birth control pills.
2: Yep. Gino has no idea Jasmine is taking birth control pills. So those tests, we don't need them for now, Gino. Mm-hmm. It's a no-no for now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Jasmine rightfully tells us that, you know, he wants to hurry up and do this. I'm not quite there yet. Right. So I'm taking precautions. which mm-hmm. could
1: be. Yeah, because we met today. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. been five
2: minutes. Let's mm-hmm. see if we're compatible first.
1: Yeah. So let's, you know, let's, let's give it a moment, uh, before, uh, we, I mean, how like, uh, presumptive, uh, this is the same guy that's like, uh, where do you keep, uh, the, uh, the couple's lotion, uh also i'm gonna need the, for the pregnancy test well it totally makes
2: sense though based on the fact that he was asking for couples lotion that he just doesn't understand the etiquette with stuff like this like he has no idea what he's doing mm-hmm. he's flying by the seat of his pants it's it's wild to watch
1: mm-hmm. yeah so uh things seem pretty good other than you know this little hiccup with the pregnancy test uh but then We see that Gino uh, gets a, uh, I guess, a message. And so Jasmine basically uh, says, uh, uh, let me have the phone. Give me the password to the phone.
2: And we find out, first there's an awkward pause. Then we find out the password is his face Mm because he's using face ID. And then she says, well, if you're asleep, then can I still use it? She's like, he's like, yeah. And then she thought, oh, amazing. Perfect. I don't even...
1: We didn't even now, first talk off, about does that work to, like, I, I thought that they changed that where if somebody is sleeping and their eyes aren't open, that the FaceTime recognition is not. does not work. I
2: think that let me would try be it. smart. Let me try if, it. Okay. Yeah, let me see,
1: let me see if, it, if this works right now. Okay, so Let's do a live. Okay, let me see if I can... Uh, I see I don't know if I'm doing it. Closing uh closing my eyes. Uh, my eyes are already closed, but my phone is up. My phone got open, so uh, Oh, there you go. Let me see.
2: Oh yeah, maybe put it flat and then close your eyes, then hold your phone.
1: All right, so I have my eyes closed and I don't know. So that time it that time it didn't work. So let me hmm. see, let me see. So this is not great podcasting, but Rob looks like he's cutting onions right now. No, I don't think it, I, I it wasn't working with my eyes closed, hmm. but then, well, then I opened my eyes. I looked at it and then, oh boy, it did work. Yeah. So Jasmine, you're going to have to like <laughs> hold his eyes open. And then, well, the
2: wild part is, is I don't think Gino's the type of guy to say no to her. If she says, turn, get, like open your phone. So mm-hmm. I think she's going to be fine regardless here. But it was interesting that he got a text and she immediately, or a notification. For all we know, it was a like an Uber Eats promo code <laughs> that just got shot to him. Yeah. To ha- have 50% off. And it, it, she's just already mm, upset. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Uh, Walgreens letting him know that they're having a sale on EPT. Exactly. Based Tom on House recent Lake. purchases. <laughs> <laughs> So oh my yeah, but Gino uh, gives it over and uh you know, says, "Yeah, fine. But uh yeah, Jasmine needs to check to see if he's being a good boy." This more it feeds more. Who's a good boy?
2: Who's a good it's, boy? Everything they say just feeds back into the baby talk. It's not even like they're having mature conversations in baby talk. It's that they speak in words that would be fitting for baby talk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, they talked like they're a baby. You know what Jasmine
2: needs to do is buy Gino an elf on the shelf.
1: Why? Gino will never do anything. Uh, the, the elf on the shelf will watch him, and it'll work for G- on Gino. I just know it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, if. Jasmine ever like has like uh, like some busy uh, days, and then forgets to uh, move uh, the elf. uh, That that can require a lot of explaining. Uh, That I've heard, I've heard, I've heard some people uh, have that issue.
2: I saw a TikTok where someone froze the elf on the shelf in a block of ice and then put it on the counter Mm -hmm. for like a fun new way to have the elf on the shelf on display.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. People are wilding out with the elf on a shelf. Now they're like putting it like in a jar so they can like bring it places and stuff. Somebody's like pushing it like in the shopping cart in the supermarket.
2: That's so much. That is a lot. That is a, a lot. Lie. It's yeah, a lot. it's a lot.
1: Okay. Gino and Jasmine next week. It does seem like uh, that they are ma- going to manage to what they go to a restaurant. And then Jasmine is accusing Gino of then having a thing f- with the woman at the restaurant. Yeah. All because
2: he wanted to leave a tip. Yeah. And she thought you have something with the waitress. Mm-hmm. He
1: doesn't know the waitress. Jasmine. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Um, Jasmine seems like a, l- a lovely lady, but uh somebody uh really uh, did a number on Jasmine in the past.
2: Jasmine has lost faith in men because men have given her no reason to keep the faith in them. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. And, and and listen, Gino for for the big mess that he is, I would assume. Now watch me be wrong here. I would assume he's on the up and up with her. I, it's very clear that he sees her as his forever, which makes sense because he is all, she's also the one that returned the call. Yeah. You know, yep. so I don't see him doing anything nefarious like that no. for now.
1: No, I, I I don't see that. The only thing I do wonder, Puya, is mm-hmm. does Gino try to, get jasmine mad does he like the negative attention of that okay that this is sort of like reaffirming that she's into me by mm. if i talk if, if i know if i talk to the waitress at uh, Ch- chipotle then the, she's good i know jasmine's gonna go nuts and that this sort of reaffirms how into me she is
2: I mean, he—that might be how he how he operates, Rob. That's very possible Mm -hmm. that he's learned or heard somewhere that if you make them jealous and then they fight for you, that means they like you, and it's his way of getting that reaffirming every time. It's very possible because we saw last week
1: there was no reason why he had to ask the woman at the store, "What's your first name?" So let's let's just track that to see is Mm -hmm. Gino for for no reason. Making conversation with people that he does not need to. I agree. And I will only throw this
2: out for because we haven't seen this episode. We'll dive into this episode coming soon next week. But I feel like in this specific instance, though, leaving a tip isn't him trying to do anything. Now, how generous was that? Was it 50%? Mm-hmm. Then maybe that's a different discussion. But if it's just like, you know, 15, 20% tip, then I don't think he's trying to do anything about it. Because even if Jazz, because this is interesting, I feel like in this specific tip instance, even if he knows Jasmine would be upset, what is he going to do? Not leave a tip? That would be like, you know, if he's especially used to tipping, that's pretty rude.
1: Mm -hmm. So, okay. So we'll see what happens uh, with uh, our favorites, uh, Jasmine and Gino, next time.
2: We'll find out then.
1: Let's dive in and uh, talk about Mike. And Mike is going to be meeting Ximena. Uh, uh, Ximena. Ximena. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mike and Ximena. Although we don't see too much of Ximena in uh, this episode. Maybe not next week. <laughs> but uh, we do a deep dive into Mike. Mike is uh, working in IT support. He's a volunteer firefighter and he builds Legos for fun.
2: Yes, he does. That was the exact first minute of Mike. We got 34-year-old Mike. um, He was working on a Lego while telling us all this. But, yeah, he also lives at home with his dad and grandfather, Rob. That's the other thing we learned. Um, And then also we learned that he hasn't really had past relationships. He had a pretty serious relationship in high school for one year, and that was it.
1: Yeah. That Uh, was all. Mike is 34? Yes. Okay. And so, yeah, he is uh, helps out his dad and then uh, him and his dad help out the grandfather. So uh, mm-hmm. Mike is a caretaker, even though grandpa, you know, a little ungrateful. Uh, Mike makes him <laughs> breakfast. Uh, Grandpa's like just drags him.
2: Yeah, they were they made him do the pancakes and then they they roasted him <laughs> to oblivion for these pancakes. Granted, pancakes are not are not difficult to mess up. So if he was, I see the roasting. But like, yeah, he seems kind hearted. Right. Mike does. He I think seems the batter like was well. bad
1: uh, that, uh, you mm. know, I don't think that you can uh, screw up a pancake like that unless you uh, screw up the batter. Right. And and he might have messed that up. That mm-hmm. might be where it's a little, where a little, all a little, went little thin. Wrong.
2: Ah, uh, put too much like, water. Maybe he's mix. making like crepes. <laughs> Which, if you're trying to get eat pancakes, but you get crepes, they're not quite the same. They're not going to hit the same.
1: No, so, no, yeah, okay. So, uh, how did he meet Jimena? Uh, so, what we learn about Mike is that he was
2: not really having success with the women in America. Yes. yes. So he promptly changed his location to Colombia. And through that, Rob, Wait, he meets Jimena. You, he changed his location to Colombia. His search location. I don't know which app he's using. Also, I've been off the apps uh, oh, for many so years So he was now.
1: looking for Colombia. Yeah, he he changed it over to Colombia. Okay, but he didn't basically. say he was in Colombia. I don't think so. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, That's what, what app is this? Uh, I mean,
2: we're the wrong two people to talk about that because I feel like the I've used. Do you the apps, need a but, special
1: app for for the change to? Uh, I'm looking for Columbia. I like. I don't. I, th- does Tinder have this feature? I don't. Sh- I think tin- Like I think the premium Tinder
2: has something where you can look anywhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, but I know that a lot of the couples in 90 Day will find each other on like international dating apps, where the okay. whole thing is like international.
1: Okay. So, All right. So, okay. So he met Jimena, uh, who is 24. Yes. She lives in Colombia. Uh, she has two sons. She has two sons. Yes. She has a seven year old yes. and a three year old. And so, like, he's really, uh, you know, hot and heavy for Jimena. Did he use the L word?
2: I don't recall. It's not in my notes, yes. but. Based on the character that is Mike, I'm going to say yes, he did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mike is very into Jimena, and he is going to, I guess, go to Colombia to go and, uh, and see her. Uh, he has many uh, skeptical uh, friends and relatives.
2: There's not one person that said, go get him. There's Mm -hmm. not one person in this man's life that was fully endorsing this. Also, not for nothing, but he said the main problem they're going to have is their language barrier because she doesn't speak any English and he speaks a little bit of Spanish.
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's another thing as well. Uh, He has a meeting with his brother, Stephen, that he tells his brother that he's going to propose, uh, Stephen does not think that this is uh, an amazing idea. Yeah,
2: Stephen kind of... Stephen's the younger brother, and he tells us he feels like, like the an older, older brother. brother. Right. And we can quickly tell why, because um, Mike's brothers have been in long relationships and are married and yeah. have a whole family, whereas Mike is still living the same way he lived since he was 16. Mm-hmm. So... They definitely feel skeptical towards all this, Mm -hmm. and it's not difficult to see why. I mean, uh, Mike is definitely showing up very much, like, blinded by love. Like, I'm going, I've got a ring, I'm going to propose, and everyone's like, well, you've not met her. So maybe do that first. And obviously, this is a staple in the 90-day franchise if, sure. if you were if you're seeing someone abroad you have to legally have like two friends or family members who are skeptical on what you're doing they
1: don't even sure. let you on the show if like i yeah i met this person and they're in another country and everybody in my life is very supportive of me like well we're sorry you, you yeah, can't like be, you can't be on the show people are supporting. yeah
2: yeah do you have like a like an aunt who's going to be toxic about this mm-hmm. okay fine you're good now yeah. we'll, we'll get you for the recall okay mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> so um we uh, see a sequence where uh that Steven, i'm sorry, uh Mike has a best friend uh what was the best friend's name uh Mike's best friend's name
2: was
1: let's see um, he, has, he has John best friend
2: and of, wife Kelsey okay John John and, Kelsey. and, John
1: and wife Kelsey, so yeah. they are going to go to the toy store because look. Mike's not going to show up empty-handed in Colombia. He needs mm-hmm. toys for these kids because basically he's going to be a dad now. Essentially, that, mm-hmm. that is what's going to happen. Now the man and... has a Lego collection. Yeah, but Legos aren't for kids, Rob. Mm-hmm. That's what Mike. Uh, would tell you. Yeah, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, they're going to go to the toy store, and uh, that the John uh, seems especially skeptical of, of Mike asking some probing questions. Mm -hmm. Do you have this? No, I don't have, I don't, I don't have the clip of John. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, John was pretty incredulous about all this because, so the whole reason John and Kelsey are accompanying him is that they have a three-year-old and Mike thought, well, they have a three-year-old. I'm buying presents for a three-year-old. That makes sense. And, John said something that I believe Uncle Marco said last week to Gino of like, what makes you think there's not like 10 other guys who are doing the same thing? Right. Because we find out that Mike has provided some financial help with, I believe, rent. With the washer mm-hmm. he's like invested in some other stuff as well, mm-hmm. so
1: yeah, so yeah he 's uh sending some uh, some money over to Jimena, and so then it 's no surprise that he 's uh going to drop some money at the toy store, and so you know there 's a great lineage on ninety eight fiance of uh, the shopkeepers and clerks who work at these stores uh getting involved, and I think that John might have been kind of uh an a-hole throwing uh mike under the bus to the woman that worked in the toy store about how oh he's going to columbia he's gonna go he's gonna go uh did he say did he out him that he was gonna propose to uh the woman he said that he's gonna be meeting his
2: girlfriend for the first time mm-hmm. yeah um and and that's and like there's all these toys in front of him that he because yeah who are these mike toys Hundred to hundred and fifty bucks worth of toys. Also, the storekeep had this very interesting fashion choice where she had two glasses on top of each other, mm-hmm. which I've never seen someone do that. But listen, she was making it work. Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, she was like, "Oh wow, you're gonna have a lot of surprises, then, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yep, yep." Uh, John fed fed. Mike to the toy lady i'll tell you that
1: so the toy lady uh that she uh you know let's say she's a realist
0: i think it's risky but if it doesn't work out i hope he gets a good cup of coffee anyhow
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's risky (laughs)
2: <laughs> she's a real one rob i mean you and i love a good cup of coffee so i especially love this line from her it was great
1: yeah but if it doesn't work out well, i hope we get some good coffee
2: yeah, i mean the coffee's gonna hit hopefully that's at least going to be the consolation I think it's
1: rest day. yeah hopefully this uh, laboratory nearby yeah, oh, We also didn't mention, but um, Mike is 5'4",
2: yeah. and his brother was 5'10". We do not know Jimena's height, um, so I'm intrigued to see how they stack up next to one another. Mm-hmm. Or if she, like, it, it was fast because he mentioned it, so I feel like it's going to play something in the future. I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: Yeah, so uh, we will see what happens. Uh, looks like next time on, uh, he gets to Colombia, and then... Uh, no sign of himana himana nowhere to be seen
2: um so uh this and like i don't this is not a andrew and amira situation because himana lives there so i don't think we're gonna have that uh but i would be very interested in the storyline where because mike would look for Jimena, unlike andrew looking for amira that much we know
1: Mm -hmm. okay so why don't We then switch gears and why don't we talk about uh, Kimberly and uh, Soja Boy? Yes, please. Let's go ahead. Yes. Okay. All right. So we got to see Kimberly. She's leaving. She talks with her mom, Uh, yada, 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 right?
2: Yeah. Uh, The only thing I want to point out from this is that her mom might be the most supportive relative on this show Mm -hmm. on this season. Because the mom said, "I'm going to take good care of myself. I'm going to make sure I'm completely safe, so that you don't worry, and you just have this once in a lifetime trip." And all I could feel was sadness for the mom, and then subsequently Kim. I have a feeling this is not going to be the type of trip she thought she was going to have.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No. Um. I think we're all pretty much on the same page of how this trip is going to go, except for Kimberly. Yeah. I mean, it's risky. ultimately. It's risky. Hopefully she
2: gets a good souvenir from Tanzania. Mm-hmm. That's what we can hope for. I mean, listen, if you told anyone the two-line summary of this couple, yeah, so they're a couple. The the man was in a relationship with someone else on a previous season, and now she's flying to Tanzania to meet him while he's shooting a music video. The song title of the music video is Zara, which is another woman that isn't. Another woman. Familiar.
1: Yep. 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 Okay. All so right. wow. Okay. So uh now where is uh Usman uh set up? He is in Nigeria. Nigeria, okay. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so we see a little bit of uh Usman. Uh he goes by the moniker uh King of Africa.
2: Self proclaimed King of Africa, yeah. that Usman,
1: yes. Yeah. Rob, um
2: I wanna tell you something. So I got a message from one Chappelle yes. this past week. Yes. Who said? Why do you two keep calling this man Soldier Boy? And I said because yeah. that's his name. And I sent him some Soldier Boy music, and he was like, "No, this is not Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is Soldier Boy." So he's very vexed about this. Our Chappelle is—he's yes. so upset. Well, that he's, they're welcome, sharing the same he's welcome
1: name. to come on in and talk about it. Yeah, let us know. Yes. Chappelle okay I mean but
2: I will tell you he's been listening to Soja Boy's music and he is a fan so mm-hmm. there you okay.
1: go okay all right well that he should be a fan because uh Soja Boy says that he is going to be bigger than Michael Jackson now, that might be a conflict of interest for Kimberly
0: we've
2: we've already heard that she's not ready to choose between the two of them mm-hmm. if she could she said that it would be difficult for her to pick he mentioned so he mentioned three names big right three the big he three mentioned Michael Jackson yep Chris Brown, yep, and Jay Z, yep. Interesting three mm-hmm.
1: to pick. The three um, amigos,
2: so <laughs> yeah, amigos definitely. Um, okay, so that we learn. The other thing we learn is that he makes it very clear to us, Rob, what we thought we heard last week, where he literally calls Kimberly his potential. He doesn't call potential. her his girlfriend. Yeah. It's all about how this meeting goes down for him. He's not locked down to Kimberly.
1: Yeah. And Kimberly thinks they're getting engaged. Oof. (laughs) Get the oof
2: button ready. This is bad. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough.
1: So uh, I loved him meeting with his, uh, I guess, brain trust. Would you call this? Yeah. His manager and his assistant. Yeah. What were the names of these guys?
2: Okay, so I didn't get the okay. manager's name down, but the assistant is Slam T.
1: Slam T, yeah. I think that one guy was named, the other guy was named, I have in my notes, Bad Moves and Slam T. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, yes. Speaking yes, yes, of yes, bad yes. moves. <laughs>
2: Kimberly yeah. should change her name to Bad Moves. Yeah,
1: so the, the, the guys, the entourage are not very supportive of Socha Boy and having uh, Kimberly come to the shoot.
2: Yeah, for an assistant, I really did feel like Slam T was giving Usman the business. He was mm-hmm. like, You're bringing a woman to this video shoot. Quite frankly, that's unnecessary.
1: Yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. I mean, look. I, I am uh, not in, uh, you know, the rap and hip hop game uh, professionally. You know, uh, like I dabble, but only as like an amateur. And but I would imagine, you know, we're trying to cultivate an image around Soja Boy. And I kind of feel like that that image is not. I keep marrying 51 year old women from the United States.
2: Right. Well, and that's what the that's what his brain trust tell him. They're like they tell us that they feel like he's a celebrity and people will expect him to be mm-hmm. with a younger person. They, yeah, they they're like, this. OK,
1: well, we're we're you know, we want to sort of cultivate this uh, image. Hey, you're going to be the next uh, Michael Jackson slash Chris Brown slash Jay-Z, <laughs> you know, uh, where like uh, Kimberly, like, uh, you know, I don't know if she's your Beyonce
2: Right. Doesn't fit that profile. And then we've, meet, we, they put a face to the name of the song. They're like, we, we find out that the Zara was an actual person. Yeah. So apparently Zara is someone that Usman was talking to from America, who then kind of did not end well. Slash, he got ghosted, I think, and his feelings are still there. So you add that mm-hmm. combined with the, the cultivation of an image that they're trying to go for here, combined with the fact that, yeah, the woman you're inviting. Is This song isn't about that woman. Right. They, they can all see it from a mile away. Usman, for whatever reason, is like, but hey, any publicity She's loyal. is good publicity. Yeah. Oh, she – so, okay. The best thing – it's so awkward. So he tells us he's not in love with Kim yet, but he loves her personality, her kindness, and her loyalty. Yes. So – We'll see how that pans yep. out for you. Usman.
1: I thought that uh, the brain trust had kind of a sick burn on uh, Usman where he said, look, if anything is going wrong, we can stop. Like, it's already going wrong. <laughs> what are you doing? You're marrying another 50 year old.
2: Listen, bad moves didn't get his name from <laughs> nothing. He knows a bad move when he sees one and he will call it out.
1: Yeah. Slam T is going to uh, slam you. Oh, my God. It's wild.
2: It's wild to me that this is. Well, ultimately, Rob, I think I'm willing. I don't usually like speculating on on who's doing what for what. I'm willing to put my bet down. Usman is 100 percent back again because his appearance on 90 Day gave him views for his music. Mm-hmm. And I think his plan is to get more of that which I did have not a deep dive but I did listen to a bunch of his music this past week you know for research and his music's gotten better since the last time he was on Oh interesting It's definitely got Yeah it actually sounds pretty good um, I added one song to my liked songs. Now, hopefully, I don't have a repeat of this year where a ninety-day person ends up in this my top is three.
1: Kimberly's influence of the—is she, is she bringing some of like the Michael Jackson influence to uh, Soja Boy?
2: I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Um, mm-hmm. That'd be very much complimenting. Uh, Kimberly, I think he's figured out how to make his music work because the last time his music had auto tune and it was very clearly not well polished. Whereas now the auto tune is more subtle and I think is better engineered. So I think it's uh, he's figured out the sound that Slam works. Slam
1: T him now. has uh, been working in the booth. Slam T and then Bad Moves has made this a <laughs> good move
2: by working on it harder. Yeah, it's been the the brain trust knows what they're talking about basically and this is all to me, a publicity stunt and yeah. it's just, it's great that we get it. Cause it's going to get so ugly so quick.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we'll see what happens uh, next week for uh, Kimberly and Usman. So let's talk about Memphis and Hamza. All yes, Memphis let's this go week. There. And really no, not even that much Memphis because it was uh really Memphis is uh, packing and getting ready to go.
2: Yes. The best thing and the only real notable thing for me from the Memphis Hamza storyline was meeting Memphis's foster sister, Ingrid, who gave her the business, (laughs) which was great. Yeah, I loved it a lot.
1: Ingrid read Memphis uh, throughout the episode (laughs) and uh, does not first does not like this idea. And and most of the reasons why she doesn't like this idea is a lot of anti Memphis takes. Yeah,
2: it wasn't to do anything with Hamza. Unlike other people that you see Mm -hmm. kind of put all the stuff on the other person. She put it on the person she knows. She said Memphis tends to be impulsive, tends to be a hothead, can be intimidating. So red flags. And we saw multiple times Memphis use the same confessional of I want my kids to have a good father figure and they will get that with Hamza. How do you know this? FaceTime.
1: FaceTime.
2: If, if being a good father figure is admiring boobies, then everyone's a good father mm-hmm. figure. And that's all she knows. From Gino Humza. is a great dad. Gino is dad of the century. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mark it down. Um, it's just fascinating how confident she is that everything will work out when we've not seen nearly enough proof. We've seen none of Hamza to even see anything. Luckily, we're going to see him next week because she did. And the episode on her way to the airport. So that's definitely going to come up. We need to meet Hamza. I need to find out because a lot's going on here that I feel like Memphis has no reason to be this confident. Yeah. And then, Rob, we did get a nugget of information about some of Memphis's past dealings.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, So uh, you want to drop that nugget on us? Let's do it. Okay. So what we found out, and she's not told
2: Hamza this. We found out that she was going through some stuff and she spent a couple of nights with her ex-husband. Um, she specified in a non-intimate way. Nothing
1: happened. Wink. Um,
2: <laughs> don't know. Okay. Don't know. But she spent a couple of nights with her ex-husband, but she didn't tell Hamza this because Hamza is a jealous person or mm-hmm. would see it as a negative mm-hmm. thing, which I've said this because of another couple on a previous season but I feel like you not saying is way worse. It seems like way well, more bigger of a deal if you keep it to yeah, yourself.
1: but uh, I feel like it's, it's going to come out in the season. For sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, if not any time during the season, in the tell-all, it will for sure be put out there. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, Chekhov's secret here on 90 Day mm-hmm. Fiancé. We're definitely going exactly. get to the, get the reveal. And uh, we also have some uh, shades of uh, Brandon and Julia here with uh, Memphis and Humza because uh, we've seen the uh, next time on Humza has told Memphis that she can sleep in his room when mm-hmm. uh, she gets there. But uh, he is lying. Yes. So she would be staying
2: with Hamza's family for this trip and Hamza's family were very adamant. His mom specifically we saw said that, yeah, I fixed her up a nice room. She'll sleep there. You sleep on this in this area and they're not going to be sleeping together. So we'll see how that hits Memphis's three week plan that we learned about next week. Mm -hmm. Probably need to reschedule some stuff.
1: Yeah. So uh, might screw things up, but really not too much going on here with uh, Memphis this week. It was really just her uh, getting ready, going to the airport. Uh, She had Ingrid telling her, uh, slow your roll. This isn't going to work. She was going to eat some bacon before she went to the airport. And she's worried she might not look sexy when she lands.
2: Yeah, a lot of people worried about not looking good when they land, which I feel like we all as as a as a society know that no one's at their best leaving an airplane. Mm-hmm. So you should feel completely
1: Maybe comfortable. If it's like uh, like a 90 minute flight, then you should probably be fine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah more often than 30 not 30 hour flights, yeah, not yeah, yeah. doing not doing a lot for people.
2: If you have a layover or you're changing continents, do not feel any type of way about how you you took a long trip. That person should be grateful you're there and you made the trip to see them. Okay, so
1: yeah, Puya. We only have one other couple to talk about, right? That's right. All right, let's talk about Caleb and Alina as uh, they are both traveling here. Yes, both
2: making their way to the lovely country of Turkey, the neutral ground that they've picked out and the amount of douche bombs that were thrown in with this one Caleb Rob. I don't I can't stomach this guy. He is awful. He's something else, Caleb. <laughs> he really is. Everyone else it's like a it's like a pity awful. This is like you're just a douche awful. Mm-hmm. And
1: and that's the worst kind. All right. Well, we start off with Caleb is going to go uh, meet with his parents, and his parents know nothing about this. He's uh, about to drop a lot of bombs on on mom and dad.
2: Yes, so he tells us that he can't. He comes from a Christian background, from a Christian home, mm-hmm. and he didn't like if, to them. If you're dating someone, then it's marriage. Like, there's no other way about it. Like, if it's if you're with someone, it's got to be serious. And that was already an indicator to us that I don't think he's completely all in with this relationship or takes it as seriously. But then I would argue you've collected so many of infor- so many things about this relationship that you're about to throw on them, including I came here to get a suitcase to travel. They had no idea mm-hmm. you were traveling and why mm-hmm. now they know why mm-hmm. it's, just bad decision a clock
1: yeah i'm going to turkey really you have a friend in turkey like yeah uh it's my uh new romance yeah uh, things are getting things are getting serious like oh oh re- really we didn't have an idea yeah uh by the way also uh that she's a little person uh, Okay. wait you guys have a problem with that yeah, is uh, that uh, mom dad you uh, that you're is, uh, is that I sense a reaction from you <laughs> <laughs> yeah they and and the parents
2: didn't take this well, mm-hmm. um, but they definitely, like, we, we heard from mom. Mom told us that she doesn't want to say anything. She has to bite her tongue because Caleb's a risk taker, mm-hmm. but she's happy
1: that he's a risk taker. It's a good thing. That's so, it. a good quality of him.
2: Right. And and dad said that, yeah, he takes, he makes decisions that we probably wouldn't, but we don't want to penalize him mm-hmm. for it, essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, mom and dad ask about if they can have uh, children. And he's like, "Uh, guys, guys, I I didn't think about it yet. All right. Why can't you be happy for me?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like I live in the moment. That's how I operate.
1: All right. Gosh. (laughs) So all right. So he's going to he's going to pack up. uh, Meanwhile. Alina is also getting ready for her trip. And Alina is going to have her friend come with her. What was the friend's name? He got a lot of airtime in this episode. Um, Elijah. Elijah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Elijah. uh, Boy, uh, how lucky is anybody to have a friend like Elijah?
2: Elijah is the MVP of the (laughs) non-couple people for sure.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, Elijah looks like uh, he has the hairstyle like he just won the Squid Game.
2: Yes, he definitely has that Squid Game winners at it <laughs> hairstyle going.
1: Yeah, and he's there to uh, to help out. So this is going to be good. That Alina, he's going to help get Alina to where she needs to be to meet up with Caleb.
2: Yes, and and he really goes. Above and beyond for Alina in every way, shape, or form you could imagine. Um, Alina's so lucky to have a roommate like him, and their friendship is beautiful. So I'm very happy that they have each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So meanwhile, back at Caleb's house, back in Arizona, uh, Caleb is packing for the trip. He's got ready. He needs all. He needs all the essentials. Pooya, he first she got three of them. Big three. Okay, one. Protein, gotta look. Where am I gonna get my uh, protein in Turkey? Okay, Got to br- I'm gonna bring my all, all my. I gotta bring all my protein with me.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, Balking season stops for no one.
1: No, so no. Okay, no. number two. Need the tarot cards. Go. I might of need to do a reading. Need the cards. You never know. Number no, mm-hmm. and number three. I need the condoms. Okay. Look, I'm not bringing any uh, EPT uh, pregnancy test with me. Where did, did this look? Caleb is a sexual person. Puya. Of course. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will add uh, the brand of condom from Caleb. That he, uh, that he shows us <laughs> on television. Uh, appears to be the brand known as the Magnum Condoms.
2: Good to know. Good to know. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, first of all, Caleb, don't lie to us. Okay? Stop it. <laughs> Second of all, I love that he sandwiched Tarot in his Super Chad items mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. like, Listen, but I'm I'm still I'm earthly. I'm I'm a deep
1: thinker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we look, Caleb. Uh, he is just thinking. Look, this things things might go in a different direction, but you know, it, it might be it might be different.
2: Our religious upbringing. I'm a pretty sexually open person, so I'm excited but a little bit anxious because with Alina, a lot of the things you take for granted and. Regular size sex are off the table. Like you can't make out and have sex. They're either on you
1: or they're up here. I mean, these aren't even the things that people are thinking about, Puya.
2: Yeah. Who's taking? He mentions first of all. He mentions taking things for granted. Who is taking making out and 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 oh my god! And then he calls it regular size. Like Caleb. Caleb, you should have never come on this show. The internet will have you, sir. We're we're going to have you, okay? It, this is you made a big mistake, pal, and we're all here ready. Mm-hmm. I the, the biggest I got a headache from how big I, I rolled Rob. It was so much.
1: Right. Right. So I I, I we got to see them together. Uh that I I don't know like uh, did, did, have we seen like them have like uh like Any conversations? Like, what, what, what do they talk about, Alina and Caleb? Well, like, what's it like when they're, uh, conversing? Right. We've not really
2: seen, you know, you're right. We, we, we know what Memphis and Hamza talk about. We Mm -hmm. definitely know too much of what Gina, uh, Gino and Jasmine talk about. We don't know much about their conversation. And based on what his mind is on and what he's focused on and concerned about on this Mm -hmm. trip, you can tell they've not talked enough based on the accommodations, the trip planning, what he tells his parents. I don't. I, have I mean, no
1: idea. What look, it's possible. About. I mean, Alina uh, was with the suitcase uh, that her her mind seemed to be maybe on uh, some similar things. But I think the only time we've seen them have like a conversation was when Caleb had sort of a negative reaction to that Elijah was coming on the trip.
2: That was the only time we really got a got a clear cut a one. And as far as them having their minds on similar things, I agree. But mm-hmm. I think they didn't talk logistics or expectations um, at all because they're, they're he's telling us what he's concerned about, but he hasn't talked to her about any of it.
1: So, right, yeah. right, all right. So then uh, we're gonna see Alina. Then she, uh, I guess they have arrived in Turkey and they're picking up another person,
2: Mary. So they, they arrived to Turkey. They're getting picked up by Alina's friend, Mariah, who she went to university with, who lives in Turkey.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Alina is talking about how she's a little nervous about sharing uh, the room with Caleb Uh, But it seems like the biggest thing she's concerned about is uh, what if she needs to uh, use the bathroom at a time when Caleb is in there? She's uh, shy, might not be able to uh, drop a deuce if uh, Caleb is around.
2: That's very fair, like when you first meet someone concerned to have. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, definitely been one of those worries um, that I've had in the past, too. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much the, the going about doing it, but like the worry of, you know, any, um, bad smells yeah, you know, or I, uh, messes. That, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I, I got it. I got it. You looked confused. <laughs> yeah. So I, no, I, 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 I was I, like, just, oh, I got to Okay. I got to tell I, I, more. Okay. Yeah, that, I, I understand. I, I like, uh, I've been a, a human. <laughs> I've been a human mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. upon a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she's concerned about that.
1: Yes. Uh but of all the issues uh that that's what she's concerned about. So, uh they go to the check in with the hotel except uh this uh dummy Caleb has booked a hotel that is not uh handicap accessible.
2: No. And and to di- dive in further, uh that means
1: zero elevators and they're on, what, the third floor? It's like the second floor, but I think that there are more stairs that they have to go up all once you get to the second floor.
2: Right. So Alina has to access all this through the staircase, mm-hmm. which we could tell was was a difficult time. She was already, the minute she found out she like, this is not going to be good. This is why I brought up the whole logistics thing. This has not been something that's been on his mind nor something that he's really asked about. Because... In no world should this have been the hotel they they end up in, mm-hmm. um, given um, Alina's condition and and the difficulties of going up and downstairs.
1: Yeah, so uh, they ultimately do get uh, Alina up there um but you know alina is really not thrilled with uh how this could have gone and how inconsiderate caleb could have been and you know that she said this a couple times is he even like thinking about what this is going to be like i think
2: survey says no i really think he's thinking about
1: i'm gonna pack my condoms and my protein and my protein
2: yeah Do you have to work out when having protein or you can have protein and then like go for a stroll?
1: So I so from what I understand, on my limited uh, knowledge that so Mm -hmm. if you want to gain muscle, you need to have a uh, you know, you sort of you need the resistance. You need to like break down. The muscle, but I think that to uh, maintain uh, muscle, I think you also are going to need to uh, get a certain amount of protein in your diet. But I get, I gotcha. suspect that he will be continuing to train uh, in uh, Turkey. It certainly
2: sounds like it. So then, if that's the case, he's done more planning for his workout regimen than he has mm-hmm. for Alina's accommodations, which speaks miles yeah. to what we should
1: expect from him. Well, he, that might be part. Of it. He's like, yeah, I got a place that didn't have an elevator. Cause I am going to be carrying you up the stairs. That was going to be my workout. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, that's probably how he's going to justify mm-hmm. it. Uh, he's you, like, you I want that's
1: why I didn't want you to have a friend there. I want to be the one to carry you up the stairs. That's my plan. That was right. my plan the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think I'm not bringing uh, like all my exercise equipment? Right. Also um, worth noting,
2: Alina does not like the decor of this room at all. She yeah. thinks it's ugly. Well, I mean, come on.
1: What, what, what do you want? Uh, that uh, that uh, <laughs> it, like it's you know hard to pick out. Uh, you know, a hotel like uh, you know you're lucky. Caleb got a room.
2: Right. I mean, you can only hope for so much from from Caleb. Right.
1: Right. Okay. So. Everybody is starting to you know head to the airport. Uh, I I will say bad job on ninety day fiance. We don't even get Caleb and Alina meeting in this episode. Uh, we have MVP Elijah, uh, aka Tony Stark.
0: mm Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Tony uh, Stark. Yeah. He's gonna iron uh, her outfit. Uh, calls himself Iron Man. And I love that. Uh, they're they're getting ready to go. We see Caleb. He has arrived at the airport. Puya. Uh, he says he's uh, not smelling great.
2: Yeah, he was not happy about his his stench. He was in the <laughs> bathroom trying to what dab off with
0: like
1: I've never a seen piece this of- before. So it seems like yeah, there's like he's like in the airport restroom, and then he's just gonna like do like a paper towel pat down of uh, like uh, his pits and God knows what else.
2: If that's not gonna be enough. Like I feel like the residual is still gonna be there. Um, maybe reapply is what I would suggest. But mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. I listen he, he there's more things for him to worry about because he's not prepared for anything uh, we did see uh, Alina tell Elijah hey would you be okay I kind of want the first time I meet him to be just us would you be down with coming to the airport and, and then, then leaving, and then leaving? <laughs> and Elijah was like well then why would I come to the airport and she said well I'm scared I don't want to go alone mm-hmm. and obviously Elijah's the nicest person
1: He'll yeah. do it. Yeah. What's in this deal for Elijah? Honestly, I'm at this the point. Clout. I'm just hoping
2: Elijah got airfare and, and accommodation sorted because, mm-hmm. like, room and board is that's at least worth the the price of having. Because once Elijah meets Caleb, I know Elijah is going to give us everything we need about this assessment. Right. Sort
1: of. Right. I don't think that Elijah is going to be a fan of uh, Caleb. I think he's going to see through uh, Caleb uh, like the rest of us.
2: Exactly. We saw right through him. Now, did we see him in the next time on? I don't think we saw them in the next time. I, on, th- you think they might get the bye week? I think they might get the bye week, especially because we're getting the, uh, new couple. the new couple
1: coming in. Yeah. And it's like they're going to uh, be a lot. They're
2: going to be a lot. I think they might get the second feature behind Gino and Jasmine, potentially. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. So... Uh, We'll see. But uh, anything else uh, strike you as being uh, particularly compelling next week? Um, Let me see. So um, Kim is with Usman and and his
2: team. They're going to have some harsh, not harsh. They're going to be mean to her. They're going to be shady towards her in the car. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, And also, I would love to find out. I think we're getting a jump scare. I don't think Mike is stood up at the airport. But it does tickle me that he could be potentially. I think Mike's going to have him in there. It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And obviously Gino and Jasmine goes without saying that I'm excited for them already. I want to see them next week.
1: Mm -hmm. Now. Okay. So, all right. Anything else about uh, week two of uh, before the 90 days? I think that this was ultimately a slower episode,
2: especially if you consider the fact that the premiere and this were the same length. Mm -hmm. This was definitely a bit of a more of a slog, but it set us up for the weeks to come and we still got some good couple moments. And then the ones that didn't have a lot, thankfully, they didn't just give us a lot of nothing. We kind of like Memphis and Hamza. We got one scene. We moved on. It was great. So yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, I mean, we really uh, got Gino and Jasmine to this point in the first episode, but for everybody else, there was a lot of like, oh, I hope this works. I'm nervous. Let me get on the mm-hmm. airplane. Let me see. Oh, we're going to meet uh, like, you know, that you basically you need that scene in every 90 day fiance story. So we ultimately uh, basically got it with every single couple this week.
2: Exactly. And and you know, I think they've set us up perfectly for next week. Next week's episode looks to be a lot of fun. So I'm very optimistic about what we're going to get moving forward.
1: All right. Puya I know you have more to come on uh, ninety day the single life. Anything uh, you want to say here before uh, you uh, go solo on uh, ghost single on the single life?
2: <laughs> um, no, I mean all I will say is thank you for everyone who listened thus far. If you're not going to be if you're going to be checking out from here, you can find me on Twitter at puya's. And you can find me on Twitch twitch.tv/puya, and also um, my better half was on with Rob talking about the finale. Of Survivor on the voicemail. So definitely check that out. And we also wrapped up Mass Singer completely now. The finale for that is also up on your feed. So you can check that out as well.
1: All right, Puya, can't wait to talk more 90 Day Fiancé with you next week. And uh, we will come back with uh, Puya talking 90 Day The Single Life right after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance, the Single Life Recap, episode six this week, titled Leave You and Deceive You. And let me tell you this, they are deceiving us with the level to which they're showing some of these Um, people on the show. Stephanie, once again, gone from the episode. Again, I'm not complaining. My life is fine. But why are you on the season at all? You know, just don't be here. It'd be better for me. My life would be better, but it's fine. We can move on from that. We have a lot to talk about here, folks. So I'm just going to dive right on in and tell you all about what I remember from this episode and give you the heads up. So first and foremost, let's talk about Big Ed, because the last time we saw Big Ed, there was a whole shooting scare at, uh, in Mexico and everyone started ducking and they were talking about praying. We find out that this was a miscommunication between two different authorities and and ultimately it was not a big deal. It was fine. However, something that happened here I was not okay with is that... um. Big Ed ends up inviting Kaori back to his ha- uh, place to, you know, uh, basically calm down kind of thing. And, and, um, Kaori was kind of like at the restaurant, you could tell she was very much shaken up and embarrassed. She was like not happy about the fact that her town was being represented this way. And, and she wasn't happy about that with Big Ed. Big Ed reassures her everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. So Big Ed tells the cameras then, he's feeling closer to Kayori after the situation. And he, you know, like I said, he tells her, you want to come back to my hotel room so you can calm down. Um, she said, thank you. And he basically also says that he doesn't want to be alone at the moment either. Now, the reason I didn't like this from Big Ed is because I don't trust Big Ed. I don't like Big Ed. I feel like this is a little shady-shady. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then he talks about... uh What's it called? He talks about potentially there being a silver lining to all of the stuff that just happened to them. Like, things do happen for a reason. This is why I don't like Big Ed. Okay? And, and ultimately... The they talk to chat a little bit at his place and the conversation comes up to, well, you know, we could we should have had We didn't get to have dessert. And ultimately, they decide let's have dessert tomorrow. Let's have coffee tomorrow. And he says, can my mom come? Can can my mom come? And, and so he invites his mom and his puppy. To go to this, uh, date, second date. Kaori agrees. I don't know if Kaori fully understood what the invitation was, but that is what happens with him. And essentially he has now planned another date with Kaori in the form of, of course, them going to this coffee shop with his mom and his dog. Now <laughs> that's going to be very awkward. I imagine it's big Ed. And and y'all already know how big it operates. So we're going to be fine to figure all that stuff out together. Okay. So then we can move on. Before we go any further, let me quickly tell you that Stephanie is going to be on next week. And Stephanie's hanging out with this guy who allegedly she knows from her past, like they used to be an item potentially. So she's talking to him and like, maybe they're going to rekindle stuff. I don't know. I don't know, Uh but do I care? That's the question, and the answer is no. It's Stephanie, so I don't care, okay? And and if, if you listened to the uh, podcast earlier, Rob did ask about this stuff, about the whole jarred farts. That is about the full extent of it, okay? Um, the other thing is, I want to tell you, is that in the next time on with Big Ed, they're like at this garden-type thing. And he's talking about, do I make my move now? I'm feeling connection. Should I go for the kiss? I'm uncomfortable, um, with Big Ed. Okay. I don't like it. I don't want Big Ed to have success here because again, I feel like his fate in this season has already been spoiled. So I don't love that. And when I say it's spoiled, if you go, if you, if you want to go looking and I'm not going to give it away and maybe I did earlier, some of these things become a blur. Go and check the people.com article. Uh, with regards to Big Ed and you will see all you need to see. OK, the next person we can talk about here is Debbie. OK, so Miss Debbie went on her date with Jay. We didn't see the date play out last week. Uh, all we saw was that Jay made no attempt to compliment Debbie on her brand new makeover, which we were very upset about. Because Debbie went out there and did her thing, and Jay was, uh, to put it lightly, did not deliver the goods as far as being complimentary or kind to Debbie. Now, they go to this, what I can only describe as like a dive bar, and it looked like... It didn't look like the best place for a first date. So they go to this dive bar, and Jay is just not talking. It's awkward, very awkward. And you can tell that both of them are playing this battle in their head. The battle for Debbie is, I don't want to get friend-zoned again. And the battle for Jay is... I want this date to go well, I think. I couldn't tell based on his face. But then ultimately, Jay offers to go pick. They have some games here. Should I go get a game? Yes. They get an icebreaker game where they essentially get to ask each other a bunch of questions back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, it's it's nothing too big. Okay? It's like little, little questions, little stuff. Um, but it does end up working for them by the looks of it. It definitely brought Jay out of his shell. Debbie felt good about this. The date seemed to be going well until Jay said, and I'm quoting, "Um, I have work in the morning, so I need to go. I'm leaving. And immediately, you could tell Debbie's face. She was worried she's about to get friend-zoned and that he's not happy. Okay, Um, I was feeling everything for Debbie. I felt bad for Debbie. But but we did learn, okay, that it was indeed genuine. Jay needed to go to work in the morning because he asked Debbie out on a second date. And also when he drove her home, he he like opened the door. He walked out to her door and said, well, I got to make sure you get home on time. Or not on time, sorry, uh, safe. <laughs> so he stood by her door as she was about to go in, gave her a hug and then told us, I don't kiss on the first date. And I thought, yes, Jay. I sure, I can tell. Okay, I can tell. So, Jay leaves Debbie. Debbie seems very happy that she is now in a second date zone. No longer in the friend zone for Debbie. And everything is looking up. Well, I will say, um Jay doesn't seem like the one. <laughs> but Debbie's just happy not to be friend zoned. Therefore, I am happy for Debbie. Now, the next time on for Debbie actually looks pretty tragic. Uh She's going to see an apartment with Colt. And this apartment has like bugs and there's they've got like all these screws and boards out. And the realtor says, we've had problems with squatters. So it sounds like a nightmare house. We'll learn more about this nightmare house when we get back to it next week. But I am excited to see more Debbie on the screen. Honestly, she's been actually one of the more positive spots for me this season. Which now, we can move on to a spot in the season that is intriguing, but not positive, okay? And that spot belongs to one Jesse and Jennifer. Now, Jesse and Jennifer, when we last saw them, of course, they were on this date with Kakua there and and their friend there. And it was very awkward because Kakua is literally... Literally taking this as a pissing contest, and is trying to say, "I'm never gonna leave." I uh, Jennifer is like with me no matter what. Blah blah blah. Um, and he keeps asking Jennifer, like, "Have you told him about me or whatever?" And Jesse tells us in confessional that it's pretty obvious the energy between Kaku and Jennifer is is different. He says, "I don't speak Spanish, but the but the vibe is off. Something's going on, and it was definitely very awkward." Uh, Jennifer wanted to evaporate from her seat and, uh, Kakwa starts asking, what are your intentions with Jennifer? I want to know more. And what's wild to me is that Jennifer is the one translating to Jesse. You would think she would just say whatever she wants to say, but she's full on like translating everything. And he tells, uh, Kakwa, you know, I see her as a queen. Kakua says, well, do you think you can satisfy her? Like, do you think you can you can do that for her? Do you think you can fulfill that for her? And Jesse starts getting more uncomfortable and starts pounding back the drinks. And then the next question Jesse puts out is, were you guys in a relationship? And my jaw was on the floor. He, Jesse having this read was wild to me. Jennifer then says, obviously, we were friends um, since we were kids, but I haven't told you this. But and then they have like these awkward gazes and she says, like, a short time we dated. And this is important because Jesse then tells us that he had no idea anything like this was happening. Right. We already knew that Jesse thought Jennifer had just not been with anybody for a long, long time. That is not true. OK. And and when she tells Jesse that she's, you know, they did it for about two months, Jesse starts turning red a little bit. To the point where Kakua comments, you look red. <laughs> it was so awkward. It was so awkward. And then um Jesse tells us that obviously he feels like he's been lied to. He's been deceived. And if you are someone who knows Jesse, who knows Jesse's past with Darcy, this is the type of thing that Jesse will never let go. And while I do agree that Jennifer should have told him I feel like Jesse's ass is going to use this as ammo until this relationship is over. Jennifer will never be able to let this one live by because he's never going to let it go. And in the car, there's some questioning about, you know, well, what does it, what was this? Like, were you, were you, you know, effing for too much? Like, no, no, I was like, were you intimate? And she says, no, we weren't intimate. And then in confessional, she tells us that, well, technically, like infinite, in, uh, intimate is such a strong word. I wouldn't say we had that. I feel like you have intimacy with just some people, which I thought, Jennifer, you're playing a little fast and loose with definitions here because the way she was answering it, y'all made it seem like they did stuff, but it doesn't fall under the umbrella of intimate because intimate is deeper than that. You know, so it's like, uh, for example, to, to, you know, use a different phrasing, uh someone saying making love, you know, for for a couple who are like very much close or having sex, maybe in a one night stand type situation. So like, well we didn't make love. It's like, but you did the thing that Jesse's clearly implying maybe, but then she assures us that they've not had sex. She tells the producers we didn't have sex. And then the producers tell her, like, well, Kakwa told us you were the best he's ever had. And then they showed us the flashback receipt of Kakwa literally doing a confessional where he said that she was the best he has ever had. And then she tells us that oh Kakwa's just showing off. He's just flexing. And I believe what Jennifer meant by that was, oh he's just lying to like seem cool or seem like he's done something but it's not true. So that's kind of where that is left. And and we don't quite know where it's going to go. And then the next time on makes things a lot more complicated because the next time on they're having dinner with uh, Jennifer's mom and it sounds like Jesse's about to leave soon and Jennifer's mom doesn't know where this relationship's going. So I thought this whole season was going to be Jesse with Jennifer together, but it sounds like he's leaving soon. I don't know where they're going to go from here. I don't know if they're going to be back together in one space again. Um, during this season, I assume so. It's only six episodes deep. I assume he's coming back. Maybe he had to leave for business. They haven't elaborated. But there's some intrigue in the Jesse-Jennifer relationship. But I fear that Jesse is going to bring back shades of his old self that go away from him being a meme to him being, like, gaslighty and annoying. So I'm not excited for that. Ideally, he keeps in the meme lane because that's where he functions best, where we can rag on him, and it's a fun time. Alright, so there's where he is and that's where we can leave him now and move forward to the last person on this episode, which is Sinjin. So Sinjin and Tanya had a very weird relationship right this much we know because they broke up but they're living together but they're like sleeping together here and there and they're doing each other's laundry but then Sinjin gets on this dating app and and Tanya's not happy about that at all Tanya says you have to leave if you're doing that so now we arrive at the last day before Sinjin's leaving and it seems like they've both agreed mutually to have like one last night together. And that sounds exactly like what you would imagine. It sounds like they're going to, you know, cuddle up together and like spend some time together for the last time, seemingly, but not before they get into a big arguing match during this episode. And let me tell you what I mean by that. So what happens here is that, um, they, you know, they, they get dressed or whatever, they go outside to sit on the patio and have some drinks. And Tanya brings out their like wedding glasses, they put some drink in it, and they start talking. Sinjin says cheers to the wedding, and they cheers to it and drink, which is like, y'all are bro- breaking up. Um Sinjin also tells Tanya that she looks sexy, and then he says that he's sad that this couldn't last. And sure enough, as one would imagine, Things start getting messy there, because then Sinjin gets in his feels, talks about how he is sad and that they did so much and the relationship didn't last, blah, blah, blah. And Tanya tells us in confession, this is a confession shared between the two of them, that she thinks that Sinjin didn't try as much as she tried. And... Sinjin immediately talks about just the, uh, we're fighting all the time, blah, blah, blah. So Sinjin doesn't even address that part. But Tanya says, you know, I've always tried to make an effort. So it sounds like Tanya through the fights, wanted them to learn something, move on from it. But Sinjin was like, we're fighting, we're fighting and not really working about it. And um, the other dynamic they talked about was that he kept wanting to put her first without putting himself first. And then when it came to this relationship, it just got muddied and he didn't want her, like he didn't want to move when she offered to move because he knew she wanted to be there. And Sinjin sees this as her putting everything on him, blaming him for everything. And he got very defensive. He got loud. He got yelly. And he got in her face, basically, and it got ugly and she left and he stayed in the backyard crying while drinking. Like, I just wanted us to have one last night, one last cuddle. And then he breaks the glass. The wedding glass got broken, by the way. Then he took his shirt off and slept on the couch in the living room. They made up the next morning in like a tear fest of goodbyes. And by made up, I mean, like, just amicable goodbye, basically, in tears, and they hugged, and then he, like, cried as he drove off. There you go. That ends the Sinjin story uh, with Tanya. Now, are we going to see Tanya again? I would be shocked if we don't hear from Tanya again during this season. She was a part of 90 Day after all. So I imagine we're going to see her for sure. And then, of course, last but not least, I don't know if I forgot about her or not. I said last but not least earlier, but Natalie was on this episode. Now, the reason why I may have forgotten about Natalie is that Natalie had one scene and one scene only, and she was on the beach with two of her friends. Okay, And they were giving her advice and, to be honest, a little bit of shade for the way things ended with Johnny. They did not understand why she wouldn't open up to Johnny and and let her and Johnny be close. And I thought Natalie made herself abundantly clear. She told him back off. She told him no like don't touch me don't be I don't want to be close like that. He didn't listen and she reacted accordingly. Um, albeit I'm not I will never endorse physical contact like that. Um she admitted that obviously she like snapped in that moment she apologized to Johnny on the spot but her friends didn't understand what she meant and and Natalie kept saying that it's very hard for her to let someone in like that and i think this is both a combination of how Natalie sees relationships how she feels um within her living, within where she comes from, that she doesn't want to get close intimately like that with anyone unless like they're go further down. And also I think part of it is like how her and Mike happened, right? Because, you know, she let my the last person she let in hurt her. And I think she's still dealing with that hurt. So that is kind of where they left it. She kind of talked her heart to the friends they embraced on the beach and then that was it. So That's the end of the recap here. I hope you had a good time listening, and I hope this made sense. Happy holidays to those of you observing. I hope you all have a lovely end of December. This isn't the last time you're going to hear from me before the New Year. Me and Rob will, of course, be back to talk about Episode 3 of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Day Season 5, and I'll be back to talk about Episode 7 of The Single Life if both of them are going to be on TV, which, to be honest, I probably should have checked the TLC schedule to make sure that 90 Day would be on i don't see why not because it would end up being on boxing day so the 26th i don't think that's going to be a clash in their programming but i'll quickly check here for y'all while we're all here together yes there will be a new episode next week titled first date second thoughts so definitely tune in for that rob and i will be talking all about that you can find me on twitter at puyaism you can find me on twitch twitch.tv slash puya i really do appreciate y'all if you're not subscribed to this uh, feed, please do so at robswebsite.com slash 90dayfiancé. You can also leave a rating or review for us there. That'll allow people to find us. You've already given me so many reviews and I really do appreciate it. But if you haven't, feel free to do so. I'm very appreciative for you sticking it out with me these 20 minutes. Take care. Stay hydrated. Happy holidays. And remember, at least we're none of these people. And that makes us what? Amazing.